0: (laughs) welcome to parent talk podcasts where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze well at least a little easier now here is your host jambief kyle and co-host heather fox Hi everyone and welcome to the third season of Parent Talk, Everything Parenting and More. We are broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. I'm your host, Genevieve Carl, mom of two. I'm also the host of Les Parents Parles, which is Parent Talk's French edition. You can join me every Wednesday live on the web at Niki Radio and IKYRadio.ca for a parenting segment at 12.30pm and from 9pm to midnight Pacific Standard Time. I'm with my co-host Heather Fox. Hi Heather. Hi everyone. Yes, Heather Fox
1: here, co-host of Parent Talk. I am also a mama too. And just before we get going with this fantastic podcast, I would love to share with everyone about our amazing sponsor, LeapFrog Gymnastics. So we wanted to let you know how much fun Hudson and Alex are having at their class. They are going through fun circuits made up of lots of cool specialized equipment and different mats that they get to work on those important skills like body and spatial awareness, strength and balance, and of course, social skills as well. So LeapFrog Gymnastics is offering our listeners $25 off their first month month of classes for new members only with the promotion code parent talk so for more information on programming and birthday parties you can visit leapfroggym.com and we hope to see you there yes
0: so today we're talking about depression in children with sonia Latifpur sonia is a mom of four she is a social worker and the owner of bride star counseling Hi, Sonia. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. (laughs) This Wednesday, actually, January 29th, it's the Bell Let's Talk Day. So Heather, can you uh, tell us a little bit about this important day?
1: Yes. So this great initiative has been around for almost 10 years now, um, and it's done amazing things here in Canada. Um, So it's dedicated to moving mental health forward in Canada. Bell Let's Talk promotes awareness and action with a strategy built on four key pillars. So figure um, we wanna be fighting that stigma, improving access to care, supporting world-class research, and leading by example in workplace mental health. And throughout that entire day, they are raising money and it's so easy to participate. Basically, if you're tweeting, you just use the hashtag Bell Let's Talk. On Facebook, you can share the post. Um, Same thing with on Instagram. And I think there's also normally like a little thing you can put on your profile on different Instagram and Facebook and all these little things um, do five cent donations. So it's absolutely amazing. And then, of course, also through Bell, um, it's with every text and message that they also donate five cents. So it's a fantastic, fantastic initiative to raise awareness and money for mental Mm -hmm, health. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And Parent Talk, United Way and Social.Mom are hosting uh, a lunch on that very specific day on the 29th so please go to the social.mom app it's a free app for moms so it's really easy to find you can find those this invite actually on our social media and it's really easy the link to the app is on our social media so please um, come and meet us come and have lunch with us Yeah. yeah get out with your other mom friends and meet some new ones absolutely so let's talk about uh, to this topic with Sonia here. So can you tell us a bit about what depression is? I mean, we know that everyone feels sad sometimes, as well as our children. So how would I know if it's actual depression or just being sad? So, a very good question mm-hmm. to ask. An important
2: one to spend some time talking about because there's always a developmental context to everything when we talk about mental health so when we look at preschoolers um, depression is not common at, at this age but there are some red flags that might tell us that a preschool may, may need to be assessed so developmentally when we're looking at the preschool toddler years we know extreme moods anyone who's parented a toddler knows they can go from excitement of raking the leaves outside with you happy to be an important helper and then the next just having a complete meltdown because the leaves are not fitting into the bag that they had um, planned (laughs) so total complete complete happiness to complete absolute sadness and distress so normal at this age Um, what's concerning and a bit of a red flag we see when when we have children at this age with this chronic and persistent lack of interest and curiosity um, kids who show signs of depression tend to they, they look sad they don't smile much they lack the energy and they have difficulty tolerating distress um, important here is to say that we're looking for a change in mood so if you some children are more outgoing they smile more they're more interactive and some are more introverted this doesn't mean that your child has depression so it's this change in mood so if you have a child that's that's curious and friendly and all of a sudden notice that they're just not smiling anymore and just have this persistent chronic dark gloomy outlook in life that's when we tend to be concerned at this Mm -hmm. age
0: you told us about what depression looked like in preschoolers so what about older children so developmentally
2: in school-age children, we start to see a shift in their thinking towards the, the what-if in life, so what if um, I'm not liked? What if I'm left out? What if um, there's an earthquake? So thinking becomes an activity in itself. So with this comes uh, more anxious thinking and also an increase in negative thinking, which is really the hallmark of, of depression. Um, also, this is normal, this is a uh, developmentally, they, they are learning to um, to see the negative and the positive things in life. Um, But when this negative turns to um, a child saying, I'm stupid, I'm a loser, um, no one loves me, um, and it's really persistent and it's a change in the normal behavior, we get a little concerned that this might be a red flag for depression. Again, many kids throw this out, but it's this persistent, chronic, um, dark mood uh, outlook in, in life. Um, another red flag at this age would be weight loss, difficulty sleeping, feeling really overwhelmed. Um, this sometimes shows up in schoolwork where a child is so overwhelmed they cannot even start uh, a project, they don't know where, where to begin. Uh, decrease in energy, uh, frequent napping, um, kind of on the verge of tears or crying, and they don't know why, why they're crying. Uh, by the teen years uh, it becomes a little bit easier to make a diagnosis because at this age uh, teenagers are more reflective about how they feel and are better able just to communicate how they're feeling Um, again some red flags in the teen years would be um, this passive sad lethargic mood again over an extended period of time Um, wanting excessive time alone, weight loss, weight gain, uh, decline in schoolwork. Um, We see some uh, self-destructive behavior behavior like cutting or just talking about death and and wanting wanting to die. So, Sanya, why do children get depression? So about 5% of children um, will have a diagnosis of depression. It's very difficult to diagnose as there are many overlapping mental health issues. So untreated anxiety um, can lead to depression, ADHD, trauma. I and mean, there's been a lot of research in the last five, 10 years on, on the effects of trauma and also family dynamics. Um, really important that a doctor, mental health professional is able to make the diagnosis because it takes uh, a deeper knowledge of um, mental health issues and a thorough assessment process. Uh, There's no one cause of depression. Uh, Research shows us that there is a genetic piece to it. So if you have a mom or a dad that has a diagnosis of depression or a close family member, there is a greater likelihood of the child being uh, diagnosed as well. Um, depression is also it's a biochemical imbalance uh, in the brain and it cannot be triggered by,
0: by a traumatic event. So you mentioned that some children who are depressed um, talk about wanting to die. So what do I do as a parent if my child <laughs> talking about that so so
2: difficult yeah. to hear your child say those words and sometimes the go-to is oh don't say that oh you don't feel like way. that way but their children are sharing something very deep inside of them of, of, an, of an unhappiness uh, to the point where they don't want to live any longer uh, also here important to say that often kids say things like they want to die because it matches the the big feelings that they have so saying they want to die does not mean that they will act on it and we're looking at um when someone has a plan and a way to do it and and then we become even more concerned but um if your child does say to you that they want to die it's very important to listen um and let them feel supported and that they can talk about any feelings whatever feelings they have are okay for you to be listened to and that you're able to uh, support them through whatever feelings that they have. So talking openly about uh, suicide uh, is important if your child is feeling that. Um, About 90% of adults who die by suicide have been diagnosed with a mental health disorder. Uh, Kids who feel depressed in that moment cannot see that this feeling won't last forever. This is part of their development as well. They struggle to see into the, to the future, to, to, to plan ahead, knowing that they won't feel this way all the time. It, it can be difficult because their feelings of hopelessness and helplessness feel so overwhelming. So really, really important to seek support for yourself and for your child. Uh, there's amazing resources even in our own community, in everyone's community. Um, that can help your child if things feel too overwhelming and especially if your child is having thoughts of suicide. Yeah so some of those um, great resources we have here in the local
1: area there's the Vancouver Crisis and Suicide Prevention Line and that is 24 hours and that number is 1-800-784- 2433 there's also the kids help phone and that is staffed by professional counselors and it's absolutely free and confidential again that is also open seven days a week 24 hours a day the phone number for that one is 1-800-668-6868 and you can also go to a
2: live chat you can go to kidshelpphone.ca and whether you're in the states or in canada uh, all local communities will have uh, a helpline or a suicide prevention line or a kids helpline you can google and find that local number pretty easily um, also if you're very concerned you can bring your child to the your nearest emergency room uh, here in in bc we would go to uh, bc children's hospital or surrey memorial also has uh, uh, mental
0: health uh, capabilities for your to support your child what do you do if your child doesn't want to go and you think that uh, they might be thinking about this or they have expressed that to you?
2: Yes. So then you, if you are uh, worried that your child might act on these suicidal thoughts and won't go to the hospital, you would uh, you would call 911. Uh, you can call the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They cannot be alone and um, you need to act on that. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the treatment options, Sonia? Early intervention. Um is 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 important a pediatric depression is often underdiagnosed and therefore undertreated so if you do suspect your child might have depression the first appointment should be with your family doctor to rule out any physical illness also your doctor can do a more thorough um, assessment and then decide whether you um whether your child should see a pediatrician or in some cases a pediatric psychiatrist which are very hard to come by here in bc by the way but um, in, the, in the States, you could go directly to a pediatrician or to a psychiatrist. Uh, here in BC, you can also go to Child and Youth Mental Health Clinic. They have a walk-in in, in Port Moody where you have your child assessed. Uh, you can also make an appointment with a private psychologist, a social worker, or a clinical counselor. Um, the first line of treatment after diagnosis is usually a therapy or a combination of therapy and medication. So in depression, that is um, mild the first uh, course of action would um, most likely be therapy talk therapy or play therapy for moderate to more severe depression uh, medication is often um, with the combination of therapies is often um, the, the treatment um, we have most of research is in cognitive behavioral therapy um, which has become kind of the gold standard in treating depression in children and um with all the knowledge we have about the effects of trauma, um, really important to make sure that um, whoever your child is seeing a, a clinician should have some background in, in trauma, um, to be trauma-informed um, and a solid understanding of, of child development, to be able to really understand uh, uh, the age and developmental level of a, of a child. And as a parent, as a parent myself, um, really Want to empower parents to ask these questions to a, a psychologist or a clinician that your child is seeing um, to ask what sort of background they have and how they plan on treating the depression.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you have any tips or tricks for parents? Things that uh, that would help us with your child if our child's going through a depression
2: to get support as as, as a, a parent, parent. as your mm-hmm. as a parent it can be very um, there's a lot of stigma still in in mental health and um, having resources for your child advocating for your child is one piece but the second piece is um, meeting other parents going to support groups of other parents who are de- um, who are parenting a child with um, mental health issues i mean this goes for not just depression but for any mental health issue it can
0: be very isolating as a parent mm-hmm Sonia, beside finding support for yourself and your child, do you have any tips for helping our child at home?
2: Yeah, so underlying the depression and anxiety is this difficulty to think flexibly. So what I mean by that is seeing not just the negative, but also the positive. Um, so sometimes kids who have a tendency towards depression or this more negative thinking, they, they need help um, uh, learning this, this, this skill. Um, so there's some great flexible thinking games that we actually use in our clinic as well. Um, first one's called uh, Fortunately or Unfortunately. So you pick a pretend scenario and each one of you takes turns beginning the sentence with either unfortunately whatever the story is, and then fortunately. So if you say, um, once upon a time, there was a little boy and he was excluded from the game, and the next person would say, but fortunately, he had another friend who asked him to play a different game. And the next player would say, but unfortunately, that person. So it goes on and on and on, and it's really interesting when I ask kids how it felt to do that exercise, we always talk about how easy it was to come up with the unfortunately part than it is to the fortunately part. So there's part there's it's a lot easier to be negative than positive, and and sometimes that's a skill that we can help our kids learn. That um, so you can win a token at the end. You can um, you can do a prize, whatever works for for your family. Whoever wins wins the game at the end. Um, who knows. wins the game though <laughs> Who wins, well it I, I say win the game because when i do it in the in the therapy room we do blocks so every time you tell you say well unfortunately and then you put a block block onto the tower and the next person says well fortunately and then you put another one down so the tower gets really high and then it and so eventually falls
0: down, eventually falls down. <laughs> um yeah
2: so another thing that i uh, Kids have great sense of humor. Is to to name that 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 the depressed or the the, the negative part in yourself. Um, so asking, so who who's talking? So it could be Mr. Negative, Miss Party Pooper. It could be um, the Blob. It could be for um, older teenagers and can be the Dark Ghost. We've called it Pennywise. I mean anything to. Kind of externalize and feel some power over over that 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 part of you and it puts the child um, back into the seat of, of power when, when we name those sad thoughts uh, after when we name those sad thoughts hmm mm-hmm. um, another thing that I should mention too is that parents are powerful agents of change so modeling self-talk uh, like I really didn't do well on my presentation today station today but I think of um, I'm thinking about all the changes I can make the next time I do this presentation. So modeling to kids, too, or saying if you make a mistake, oh, my mistake or oops, I goofed or sorry about that uh, models to children that things don't always have to go as expected. and, And that's okay. So just some things, especially middle childhood, that are fun to play with and help kids think about different ways to see things. How about, um,
1: when one of our children has depression, how do we deal with the siblings in the family? What, how can we talk to them? How can we help them understand what's going on?
2: Oh, I, I, such a good question because I think siblings of children who have any diagnosis, whether it's a learning disability or mental health, um, diagnosis are really underserved and undersupported. Mm -hmm. And these kids, uh, grow up in in houses where that child um, who needs more support um, they can get lost and and it's hard to understand if there is um, not enough education around what depression is or what anxiety is or what that mental health uh, disorder is and letting the child know what that means to them so um, that they can be special in their own way they don't need to have a diagnosis in order to feel special and to have a part in in the family but yeah, really great question we there it's a really there's not a lot of services out there supporting siblings around um or meeting other siblings because there's still a lot of stigma to mental health and families may not even talk about it openly and like we talked about in the grief podcast when kids aren't given information they make it up
0: hmm what about talking to
2: our child's teacher when you have a child with a depression mm-hmm. diagnosis Hi. Yeah, well, um, this is probably have a whole podcast on this. So um, it depends on the age of your child, of course, there's a that consent piece, whether your child um, would like uh, some, a teacher to know. So maybe a school counselor, especially if there's some strategies that the school needs to know to to help a child um, in, in that moment. But, um, you know, it's interesting when we talk about anxiety, um, it seems everybody has some form of anxiety. We have experience with anxiety, and um, telling your child, telling your uh, child's teacher that your child has anxiety it carries a lot less stigma in some way than than depression does.
1: If you're, I guess, do people fear that if you may tell your child has depression, do they automatically assume there's a trauma or something's happened? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's yeah, the point. big cloud over oh what's happened yeah so and then they feel judged and that kind of thing right yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely i mean even when we t- we talk about anxiety we kind of throw the word around oh oh i'm oh so ocd or i'm 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 so anxious about the dentist or flying or all this stuff we we don't really deal with depression as much as a- anxiety so um I've lost a lot of stigma um Around, we're, it, uh. we're around depression and because it's it's complex you're right people have different ideas of um, how would someone have depression I mean even thinking the seven-year-old no that's 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 laziness uh, she's tired she just doesn't want to she's doing this on purpose so we have a long way to go I think in, in education around depression and kids
1: yeah for my personal experience having had depression and also dealing with postpartum depression um kind of i guess dealing with how people react towards it that becomes tricky is for instance i know people again mean well but one thing some people want to do is fix it and that doesn't help (laughs) can't be fixed right away um it's again not something i can snap out of or just act differently or go out it'll make it better or do this it'll make it better so yeah, so that gets frustrating. And again, when people compare, um, again, all these things normally come from a very good place and people mean, mean well, and it's just, it's one of those awkward things to kind of talk about, I guess. So then they mean well, but at the same time, um, it, it sometimes makes my feelings feel not as important or less than what they are or, Yeah, it makes it awkward for me. (laughs) So I feel like I just kind of smile and nod through things and I'm just like, okay, yep. Whereas almost what I would want to say is like kind of like we talk about with our toddlers. Our toddlers have a lot of big feelings. And what we need to do is acknowledge those feelings. And we see our little ones are frustrated, or they're sad, or they're mad. And that's all we do. We just kind of are there for them. And we say, hey, that looks like you're really having a tough time with it. And I can see you're really sad, or you're really frustrated. And it's almost like I would rather friends just acknowledge, yeah, this is a really hard time for you right now. I'm here and it, that's kind of all I would like, yeah. And just let me talk if I want to, but <laughs> yeah, less fixing, less, <laughs> <laughs> less fixing. Cause I'll get there, but
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, the beautiful, beautifully said. Yeah. It's the yeah. acknowledgement and, and being curious, but with an open heart. Yeah. So you're, you're really listening to what that experience is like. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Well, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank you, Heather and Sonia, for taking your time to be here and helping us parents be be the best parents we can be. So don't forget, if you want to hear a little bit more about Heather and I, we are releasing some mini episodes called Real Mom Moments, where we talk about what's happening in our daily lives as moms. If you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the Contact Us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. If you are near us, don't forget to check out Leapfrog Gymnastics and get you $25 off your first month of classes with the promo code Parent Talk. Follow us on Instagram. Facebook and Twitter and you can always subscribe directly to this podcast on our website at parentalk.ca if you enjoyed today's episode we're inviting you to share it on your social media as we all know parenting can be hard so remember it's important to laugh keep learning cherish your village and be true to yourself Talk is a safe space for everyone thank you for listening and have a great week The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of parent talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.